0: A mysterious planet in a band of Earth's most deadly humans who will survive predators.
1: Mafia, wake up, wake up, wake
0: up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you.
1: New big ones and little mm. ones uh, the, oh. the classic st- tale of david versus goliath except for david yes. gets his head chopped off
0: david gets <laughs> his head chopped <laughs> off welcome back to the monster versus men podcast the bargain basement of the monster podcasting airwaves where two friends try to stay alive and stay connected by chatting about weekly monster movies this week as we stay alive we're discussing Predators. Mm. Alex. We're plural, man.
1: That's when you know things are getting real. If that's, things
0: are getting real Yeah, when we go plural.
1: Yeah, we're getting bombastic now. If, if, if Aliens taught us anything, your favorite movie, if it taught us anything, this is when things get good. And hey, we're R-rated, <laughs> so you know it's quality. Just like last oh, week.
0: Absolutely. Oh, just like last week. When you go r You know things are going to be great. (laughs) Whenever it's for mature audiences only, everything's better.
1: Yeah. So uh, I want to welcome everybody to the Alien vs. Predator Requiem Postmortem, where we're going to talk about our feelings and how we've dealt with things over the last week.
0: Man, (laughs) let me me tell you. I I still can't get over it, but we're going to try with this week's episode. We may be overhyping this episode and overhyping this movie just because of last week, Alex. It's, it's totally feasible.
1: Yeah. And, and Eric, I'm I'm glad that I'm joined by you, the man armed with only a knife. <laughs> 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 we didn't do introductions, uh, so I just wanted to throw that in. We out. didn't. <laughs> and
0: you are. You are the, the Danny Trejo of the Monsters vs. Men podcast. Dude, I'm,
1: I uh, have so. never received a more awesome compliment. Thank you so much. <laughs> an, an honorable title
0: yeah. bestowed upon you this morning.
1: Yeah, thank you. I mean, I would like to thank my wife, Cece, Archer, Glenn, for Trejo. this prestigious award. Trejo, mi amigo, thank you so much, sir. <laughs> hey I wanted to say
0: real quick um i I liked uh our executive producer John uh he, you liked him past tense you don't like him anymore yeah I, know. I liked his comment that he made on our patreon page about how the gamma rating that we give it was perfect for not avP requiem which we did not give a gamma rating to but A V P. I liked how he said that gamma, like the gamma tier kind of captured the essence where maybe some of the, the quality of the film isn't great, but we still appreciated aspects. We still had fun with it. Mm. I really liked his kind of deconstruction of our rating system there. If you saw that comment, Alex, I, did you see that? I one?
1: did. I did. I saw it right before we recorded. And yeah, he's right yeah. on the money. Our, gamer, our little Gamera tier, tier is like a, a nice little sweet spot. He's right. It fits a, a wide gamut of movies and a nice little place for AVP to be and AVP Requiem to never, ever get close to. Yeah. I mean,
0: our podcast is probably gamer tier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. All right. Hey, there's one thing that our podcast occasionally does, but not very often. That's waste your time. Okay? <laughs> That, that is true. That Which is, is true. more than I can uh, say But for some Gamera movies. All right. Ooh.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, enough wasting time then, Alex. Let's get into this film.
1: Uh, Yeah, let's get into it.
0: <laughs> this week, the Predator franchise takes its shot at the plural with Predators. With a large cast and a relatively inexperienced director in Nimrod Antal, Predators has a lot to balance it's setting it's heroes it's villains and well the predators but does it strike the right balance or does more than one mean it's time to run oh what do you think
1: alex oh i think it actually i think this film strikes the right balance in a lot of ways uh it, i think this film provides something for the you know the predator franchise something different uh this could easily have been a rehash of the first movie because we are back in a jungle, right? We've got all these marks. but things feel very different this time. There's, we got the alien planet mystery. We got not three, but four predators. An understated sure. mystery with Topher Grace's character and some memorable characters that some of which only have a few lines of dialogue. Couple of that with like a crazy Lawrence Fishburne, and I think you have the making of something unusual. Now, unusual doesn't always mean good, but I think here, I think it points that way. Not o- because it's not only that, but again, we're here. We are again with these awesome practical effects. Yes, we do have some CG work here, but largely practical effects, and. I think this movie does a lot to impress me, actually. Um, I feel like after the AVP films, yes, we liked AVP 1, but after those, I feel like we've gone back to the universe that was established with the first two movies. Uh, You can feel that in the structure of the drill that we see that Fishburne is hiding in. Um, But Mm -hmm. I feel like this one is actually online, talked about a little down about. And I think it's needless hmm. uh, in a lot of ways, but I'm really interested to see what you have to say about this movie.
0: Yeah. Um, I enjoyed watching it. I, I really did. I think there are several flaws. Um, so, while it didn't strike the right balance all the time for me, I definitely didn't want to run. I, I'm curious what the discourse is surrounding this one. I have a couple ideas, but Yeah, I'll just start with the positives. I I was engaged from the get-go with this one, with that intriguing setup. I mean, what a cool idea. If you like the setting and setup here, Alex, we definitely need to get around to watching a movie that didn't earn enough votes in our Monster Madness series, Annihilation, which I think has a lot in common with some of the setup here. The difference being, though, is that we don't really have a forbidden zone in this one. We have a forbidden planet where there is no escape. I really like the cast here as well. You've got Adrian Brody, who I think is always fantastic, though sometimes really hammy in how his character is Mm. written. Mahershala Ali brings it in a relatively small role compared to some of the roles he's had recently and has upcoming and heck, we, we even have Walter Goggins playing Walter Goggins here. What What's not to like? What's not to
1: like? Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of that. You know, and I agree with you about uh, Royce in particular. Mm-hmm. I'm a little mixed on some of his early dialogue in the film. I think as yeah. the movie goes along, it evens out. And get, his performance probably elevates uh, maybe an underwhelming dialogue for him at times but at first it Mm -hmm. is a little rough especially when he's like assembling the team his lines are just like they just feel out of place almost um right but he does grow on me as the film goes on especially as we see more and more of his flaws and what he's willing to do to the people around him to get off the planet um It's just, it makes him a really interesting character with some depth that we don't see a lot uh, um, in this franchise in terms of our main character being kind of a bad guy. Yeah, well, well, kind of a bad guy. (laughs) Right? Uh (laughs) You know? Like, we haven't seen our main character be this morally gray or even black, um, I would say, in some scenes, right? He leaves people behind. He's willing to just. Mm -hmm. do the thing that no one else is willing to do um but what i also like about this film is just the premise it's like you said we we start out with that awesome intro of them just falling in through the sky and then the, the predators have this giant game preserve of hunting just the best of the best i think it's just so interesting i love that but to see how different some of them are is interesting in in terms of not just our predators because they are quite different from each other but our characters as well right we, we get all of these people from all around the world thrown together and we get like you know a typical russian character except for he's not actually typical he's pretty timid mm-hmm. actually <laughs> and panicked yeah. right and normally yeah. you get a cold russian character this one's not that way
0: he's actually No he's 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 reminiscent of Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Mm. Like he has that same sort of vibe, but then he's pulling out pictures of his kids. Right. <laughs> and is kind of a softie, you know, uh, I really liked him. Yeah, I, uh, see,
1: it. Yeah. See, he's just a really interesting character. and He doesn't even have that many lines of dialogue, but I think he makes mm-hmm. you really care about him. Of course, you see, you know, as soon as you see those pic, those kids, he's got a goner, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, But he's like this timid mm-hmm. Russian who carries the biggest gun of them all. Mm-hmm. And then we have a character like Stans, right? This is the Walton Goggins character being <laughs> playing himself. Mm-hmm. He's our convict. And we never find out why he is at the top of the Predators list, right? To be sent onto this preserve. Like, why was he chosen? Because he seems kind of useless in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. We don't know why, quite what he did to end up on death row. Like, he alludes to some bad things he wants to do. But he, or doesn't elude, he says, but even that may not be death row worthy, right? So there's something else there uh, that he's been doing. But then we get some of his final moments, right? Where he just jumps on this predator and starts shanking it <laughs> with, with a knife. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even bat an eye, which kind of hints to maybe some of the other things that he's capable of when he's not mm-hmm. being this like idiotic redneck, right? And then we get those uh, the the guy that's been stranded too long. The nice surprise in this movie, which is uh, Fishburne's Ronald Nolan, this crazy mm-hmm. guy who feels like he's going to help the team because he's got all this tech that no one else has, all this knowledge that no one else has. I mean, he's claiming to kill killed at least two to three predators al- uh, by himself. And mm-hmm. I think there's just so much so much interesting stuff about his background, but we really don't dive into it much, which I appreciate. And instead, this character, who could do so much for this team, just ends up trying to kill them with smoke inhalation and take all their equipment. I, I yeah. think that that's really cool. And there's some other characters that I like a lot, and I'll probably touch on them on, in our awards, but again... I, This kind of goes back to the aliens thing for me, or even the Kong Skull Island thing for me, where I'm enjoying these characters who have really interesting backstories and only a few lines of dialogue. I think that really makes them all pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I think this film does that very well. Um, I I do have a few complaints personally about it, this this film, and also a few criticisms that I can understand, but don't personally Mm. hold to. So I'll start with some of those. I can see some not liking the end of this movie. It's not definitive, Mm -hmm. right? But for me, it works because it's kind of hopeful. You know, we've got a full arc from beginning to end here. So I'm okay with it ending on a new beginning of sorts, even if it means that we don't know what happens to our main characters because we have that hope, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I can also see some not liking Adrian Brody's character um, or maybe Adrian Brody in this movie. He's not a typical action hero, that's for sure. He, he's got an edge, and he isn't perfect, as you said, but that's probably why I like him. You mentioned it, I mentioned it. Some of his dialogue is too campy for the tone of the film overall, and, and the dialogue is where the writing at times falls a bit flat, so I, I can understand that. It gets better as the movie progresses, though. So is not a criticism that I hold to too uh, tightly. Because I think as, a, as the film progresses, his character becomes more and more human. I can also see a criticism that this movie actually doesn't have enough predator, despite having four predators, like you mm. said, Alex. In a sense, yeah, it doesn't have a ton. It doesn't have like a, a ton of crazy deaths, I guess. I mean... Lots of people die. Um, but it doesn't have as much Predator as you might expect. But when you look at this movie as a whole, it offers so much more than that. So I'm okay with a little less Predator if it means we get more character, mm-hmm. more setting. For me, I, I think of a few of the, my, my personal criticisms. So transitioning to perceived criticisms to my personal ones, I think a couple storylines feel forced. Okay. Fishburne's presence makes sense when we see what happens at the end with our characters. But a lot of that feels expositional, despite a committed performance, no doubt, from Fishburne himself. It's just he wasn't used enough and his end was gone. like He was gone in a second um, for being such a a character that really had, had shown that he was a survival expert. He was gone in the first sign of danger, um, which didn't quite make sense to me. It, it was, I almost, it made me question his presence in the movie. I don't know if it justifies it by the fact that like h- him explaining the plot to us is basically what happens. Um, there's, there's one more critique that I have really, but I, I think I'll save oh. that. what do you think about the movie? My other point about having enough predator, does this have enough predator for you?
1: Yeah, I think this does have enough predator. Um, you know, I, I, I could see people maybe wanting a little more personality out of the two that die uh, pretty quickly. Um, well, not quickly, mm-hmm. really. They're around for the, a lot of the movie, but we don't see a lot of what makes them themselves, I guess, in some ways. Sure. Um, you know, when our Russian takes out the first one with the Claymore, you know, it's, it's a really cool scene. I like that. Um, And then we also get, uh, later on, we get our uh, Yakuza, who does a little Uh bit of a battle with the Super Predator uh, with the sword fight, right? And what's interesting about the sword fight is it actually says several things about this world that we're talking about. The The world itself is a character on its own, and it does have a lot of these horror elements. But... What's really cool is we see that these predators are very different from the other ones because they do kill people that are un—they're not—they're uh, unarmed, right? They'll do that on occasion, and they'll also not take off their armor during a one-on-one duel, which is something we've seen in the other movies. They take off the helmet, they take off the armor, the gun when the Yakuza has the battle with this one, it doesn't take off its armor. It, it keeps the mm-hmm. helmet on, and it keeps all of its stuff on. Um, and I think that says something, that maybe these predators don't share the same values as the ones we're used to, which is mm-hmm. really interesting. I mean, they use hunting dogs. They do all kinds of things, yeah. right? I mean, they set, they set traps for them. Whereas typically they just hunt and they don't like set traps for everybody to be maimed in and all this stuff. Like this is a very different predator than we're used to, which is so cool. Like one of my favorite moments and we're not, this is unusual, but one of my favorite horror moments of the movie is how they use, uh, Trejo's, uh, Cuchillo and he's like sitting in that field. Right. And he keeps asking for help. Oh yeah. It's just such a great moment. And then when they decide to leave him behind, they, she does like the mercy killing. And then he talks again afterwards. It's so creepy. It's so good. Um, and I love that. And that's the type of trap that you may not see. in with the other predator, right? It's a mm-hmm. little, I would say a little disgraceful to maybe do that too. It's not honorable, to like maim mm-hmm. someone and leave them there right um <laughs> and so like th- this is really interesting stuff it's great it's unsettling and we really just expand on the lore you know super predators warring factions this type of thing uh more more of the we you know we play with that loyalty that or the not loyalty but the honor that there might be even in these super predators because he does decide to go toe-to-toe with the yakuza right He's, it's still a sword fight even if he does keep the armor on um and which is again just another layer and then also we find out that the predators whenever they lose like they're modifying themselves whether it's genetically possibly or with weapons and tactics it's really fascinating i think it really brings this world to life um that being said though i i would have loved a little more of the human predator team up like the normal predator team up uh that would have been really cool against the super predator but you know it didn't work out that way he gets killed in a one-on-one combat scenario uh but it's a cool showdown between the two of them but really what i love and you know everybody before this movie was coming out i remember the hubbub everyone hated that adrian brody was going to be in this movie because he's not Arnold Schwarzenegger, so really? people, like people were upset when Prey came out because you know the girl, but they did the same thing with oh, with yeah. Adrian Brody. It had nothing to do with her being a girl and just not being a jacked up <laughs> bodybuilder. That's interesting, right? People were so upset oh. about it, but that scene showed that <laughs> Adrian Brody could handle like you know handle himself. He and it showed the smarts of the character, where he like lights mm-hmm. the fire. He covers himself in mud. But what's really cool about that...
0: Super cool. Yeah, series.
1: isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. so awesome. I remember seeing that mm-hmm. in theaters and just absolutely loving it. But what's really cool is it also really illustrates what Fishburne says. And, and it's that when they lose, they adapt. And now they've created a new visor mm-hmm. setting where they could see a heartbeat. Right? It, it, it oh, doesn't yeah. look like it works probably pretty well if someone's moving. But if they're sitting still, they can find prey that's just sta- sitting there. So it illustrates that they've learned new ways to get around one of their weaknesses. It's just really cool. You know, the whole finale really works for me. And that goes with Topher Grace's character, um, Edwin, as well as uh, like Isabel. I, I, I think that those two in combination with everything else that's going on at the predator camp really make for a really exciting finale where you you're not quite sure how things are going to shake out. Like you 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 know you feel like Brody's going to survive, but how is he going to do it? Um, and it's just really cool, yeah. And, and, yeah. and oh, and you know we no. we talked about this on MVM Plus, but I think this movie, even though it doesn't get a sequel, which I think it deserves, it feels like for me it's got a fulfilling ending, like you said. It it feels like it's got a complete arc, and like you said, it ends on a note of hope that. I think is really yeah that makes me not really miss a sequel as much as I do for something like, um, I don't know, maybe a good sequel to alien versus predator, or maybe, you know, a, a a proper sequel to, as some would say to aliens, but really the sequel that I'm referencing is actually the sequel to alien covenant that we're never going to get, but we're not there yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, As I said, the ending comes full circle for me. Um, Yeah, so I mentioned there was one other issue that I have with the film. And I I don't know how you feel about this, but I I don't know if I buy the whole Topher Grace, the Edwin storyline for a couple of reasons. Plot-wise, I don't think the Predators would necessarily choose him as Prey because he isn't really this alpha type of Prey. Sure, he might be a monster and predator in his own right on Earth, but that doesn't mean he's fun prey for the for the hunting, right? Um, my only explanation might be that they threw a curveball in to the team in order to just add chaos to the group, um, which I couldn't see our previous predators doing, but you made a good point about these predators and having some slightly new rules. Um, honestly, all of that lore stuff, you you have a better grasp of than I do. Uh, And it's interesting. But So that could be one explanation for that. But he's just not a, like, he's not going to kill him. He's not a threat to any of the um, predators with a scalpel, Mm. right? He's just not. Um, Thematically, too, I think the Edwin storyline comes across a bit heavy-handed. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. Man (laughs) is the real predator, Alex. I I don't know if you knew that yet. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it does lean into that a little bit, doesn't it? Um, But I actually like the reveal. uh, You you could say that they don't know how he's going to react as part of a team as well, right? Because if he had decided to apply his knowledge of neurotoxin as something to use as a Uh weapon, they probably could have won pretty easily, right? you just tack that thing into mm-hmm. a couple predators and you might be able to put them down. We don't know that for sure, but I would say maybe, maybe. they don't know how he's going to work in a survival situation. It could be a unknown quantity in terms of being a challenge for them. Uh, just because of whatever he is doing back home. Um, mm-hmm. But he present, but instead he chooses to only pursue humans, right. And, and play the dumb mm-hmm. idiot. Yeah. No. But, I, I, but I get it's it. It's interesting. Yeah.
0: It, it just, I wasn't sure. It doesn't quite work. It doesn't quite pull it off for me. But um, one of the things you mentioned, Alex, was the sequel to this movie, which it never got. But in the plus today, we talk about that sequel, um, among other things, such as what we did for Halloween, uh, Child's Play franchise, The Hobbit. Avatar.
1: Lots of James Cameron talk. And
0: James Cameron's. Lots of James Cameron Avatar talk. And we do talk about the sequel that was never made for predators. You can find that over at patreon.com forward slash MVM Pod. Receive that episode in our entire backlog of MVM Plus episodes. But Alex, do we have any Patreon feedback this week? For yeah, Avengers. yeah.
1: So we have we have a couple. Uh, you know, I sent out the inquiry last minute. That was my bad. Uh, the days have gotten away from me. Um, but we did get a couple. Um, Kevin Alexander he said that it's an underrated gym, the escargot of the Predator <laughs> franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I like that. Um, and then uh, Christopher Clavero thinks that they underutilized Lawrence Fishburne, which I think ties into something that you were saying, right? Uh, oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. Uh, and, and I, true I think point, I agree. I,
1: I would love, I would have loved to seen Lawrence Fishburne go toe to toe with a predator for a minute to show why he's so capable. Maybe even mm-hmm. take out the first one instead of the Russian, um, himself or, or at least wound one. Um, but instead he gets blasted into a million pieces immediately. So that was a little disappointing. I, I, I can see where you're coming from. Uh, Christopher Clovero. And then also, uh, Ken Backelman had this gem of a one. I'd love to give my two cents on Predators, but I haven't seen this one.
0: (laughs) Well, you need to see that one.
1: Yeah, and then someone described on Twitter, uh, this wasn't part of my inquiry, but they just kind of responded to you know that i was watching the movie uh i can't remember who it was on twitter but they said something to the effect of it's the best of the bad predator movies
0: the best of the bad predator movies yeah there you go yeah is this the best of the bad predator movies well we'll see i haven't seen or is this a bad or is this even a bad predator movie we'll see a uh, compelling character award, Alex. Let's get into these awards. Who do you I have?
1: Royce. You know, we have a lot of compelling characters here. Like all, all of them are really compelling. Even the one that uh, immediately face planted uh, from the parachute drop and died immediately. You know, you want to know what was his background? Was he better than all of these people put together? But his chute just didn't open. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I had to give it to Royce because his background is so interesting because he seems to be they're all morally questionable. There's no doubt about it, but the level of his and the tactics he's willing to use to just, you know, to, to quote John Hammond, spare no expense in terms of life to make it out. Like, you know, he, he lures people into the predator camp, but then he sits on the side to see what happens. Right. He does all these cool things. And I just want to know more about him and how kind of like is, as Isabel kind of asked him, like, how did he get this way? Because he is so hmm. almost inhuman at times compared to everybody else. Because he's making yes. these hard calls that no sense, one else can make.
0: He makes, he makes hard calls, but redeems himself yes. right at the end. And, and so my compelling character is where he finds his redemption. And it's his foil character, which is Isabel, who is played by Alice Braga. Um, I think Isabel compelling. Mm-hmm. She is. Because despite her, she's obviously done some stuff, <laughs> yes. right? Um, but despite what she's done, and, and I mean, Royce makes that comparison very clear. Despite what she's done, she still really does have that empathetic spirit um, and that trust and, and that camaraderie that Royce just doesn't have. He, he's been too burnt. So while, while you're interested in, well, why is Royce the way that he is? I I think another interesting question is why is Isabel the way that she is, Mm -hmm. right? Um, What brings her that empathy? How does she still have that empathy despite what we we know has been some stuff that she's been through? Mm. So, yeah, definitely a lot of compelling characters to choose from. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, anyone who's had a moment of screen time, you're like, I want to know more. What about your most memorable line award? So
0: <laughs> I, I decided to choose the line that we, we, we talked about it. Adrian Brody, Brody's Royce, who had a couple of hammy, campy lines mm-hmm. in the movie. This one was my favorite of those campy lines um, because I was just able to basically say what he was saying despite not seeing this movie before. He, he tells the group, we're being hunted. The cages, the soldier, all of us all brought here for the same purpose. This planet is a game preserve and we're the game. (laughs) I literally said when I'm watching this movie out loud to my, by myself, I say out loud and we're the game as he's saying it. I've never seen this movie before. It's like, you just know what he's about (laughs) to say. Right. Um, And that's a good example of kind of like the predictable dialogue that doesn't quite feel realistic for the character because he doesn't care about being cool, right? Um, and he doesn't care about making these points in this sort of way, or at least he feels like he shouldn't care about it. But he's, he kind of tries to wax poetic at times, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, definitely a little. Yeah, he,
1: he's a guy who knows who he is, right? And is also very intelligent. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Yeah. That's, Quotes him there anyway, you go.
0: So. <laughs> what about you? You're most You know, with the originally
1: board. I had the line, which I think is really cool, especially if you don't realize that they're on an alien planet yet. Uh, you know, they're t- she, Isabel mm-hmm. shows him the leaf spinning, and then he says, uh, "You know, uh, the something to the effect of like, yeah, and there's something else." And she's like, "What?" She goes, "The sun hasn't moved since we got here." And it's like, oh. Mm. That's unsettling. I had no idea. Oh, did you not? I was wondering if you, I had no idea how quickly you would pick it up because I'm like, I can't remember Mm -hmm. if that was in the marketing or not. I can't remember, like, you know, it's hard to remember that first time experience where what you knew and didn't know, right? No, I had no idea. And that was a great line.
0: That's a great line because that's whenever you kind of were like, oh, crap. So, so you (laughs) had,
1: did you have that, that meme or that gif moment where you, (laughs) it's the gif of the guy that's shocked and he goes he just has that oh face and he starts eating popcorn
0: maybe it's more the the leonardo dicaprio uh meme you know where he's pointing at the screen oh yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) that 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 was
0: me at that moment yeah exactly (laughs) i think
1: (laughs) i think that one's good and then i also like the line when he's talking to isabel he says you know the difference between you and me is we both do the same thing. You just do it for a country, so you don't have to admit that you like it.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, <laughs> Love exactly. It. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> what about your Can't Believe the Acting Award?
1: Uh, you know, this is going to go to the character that you didn't really care for, or maybe mm-hmm. you just didn't like this, the final moment of his, but um, Topher Grace is Edwin. I, I, I like it not because of the performance throughout, um but more so it's kind of in that moment where he reveals himself i just don't know how he was able to make his eyes look like they were looking in different directions uh very impressive (laughs) but but like when he reveals him true his true self he kind of like half closes his eyes and they both go it feels like in opposite directions i'm like wow that's that's totally creepy and that means that he's been changed he's like held himself in a certain light until he's finally been able to reveal his true self, which I, I like. Um, but I, I was also just like, that's amazing. You're able to, you know, do get a wonky eye by doing that. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I really do actually like the reveal moment. Um, I know mm-hmm. you're a little, you, you don't quite like it like I do, but I actually do no, kind of like you know,
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> um, What's yours? Mine is Walter Goggins. As Walter Goggins. Are you calling uh, him
1: Walter Goggins? Isn't that his name? It's Walton Goggins. Is it Walton? It's Walton. Why am I saying Walter?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Walton Goggins. As Walton Goggins. Uh, because he is definitely the character that we have seen in multiple times and just makes me think of the shield over and over again. Yes. Alex.
1: Oh, I know. Anytime um, I see him, that's all I think about.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know he is unjustified too, but
1: yeah, but I, he's I, I like, only,
0: I can, he's only, he's only the shield for me. That's yeah. what it all comes back to.
1: Dude, it all comes back to that dude. Yeah.
0: So Walter Goggins, not Walter, Walton Goggins as Walton Goggins, AKA stands
1: man yeah i i I can't wait to i I, anytime i see him in something i am interested in it though for whatever reason oh yeah i don't know what it is but anytime (laughs) i see him i'm like okay hey and guess what he's part of the mcu eric a little marvel versus men crossover oh really he's an ant-man versus the wasp yeah he's like a nobody in the movie but it's a a, more of a comedic effect character (laughs) but yeah i remember that yeah actually i remember that yeah he's a bad guy yeah (laughs) <laughs> of
0: course, he's a bad guy. <laughs> of course he is. Oh, that's a good shot. Who do you got?
1: Uh this is when Edwin is alone in the drill and he's like lighting the flares. Oh, it's so moody. Yeah. And, and like you're you're waiting for him to get ended right there cuz he, he has so many and then when he throws that third one and it uh it hits the the predator. <laughs> It's so cool. But but it's really the close up of him when he lights it and the, the light. Ugh, it's just it, it's perfectly moody.
0: Nice. It, honestly, this is you? a movie that has a lot of good shots. It really um, does. It's honestly a good movie to look at. Uh, there were several that I could have chosen, but I I chose a moment, maybe more than the shot, but the shot itself was really cool. And it was the long shot of Hanzo and the Predator in the field, in the samurai fight. Uh, mm, dude, it's so good. It's really cool. I mean, yeah, is it realistic? Probably not. Like, is it set up to just have this moment? Sure. Uh, <laughs> but the moment itself is really cool. So uh, I think it's worth the, the the convoluted setup to get us there. So, so I'll take it. And, and I really like the shot. I love that they don't try to, like, they, they let us see it from a distance. It, it's cool. It's a good moment um, and, and a good end to that character as well.
1: Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice little Billy callback moment too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, unique award, Alex. What would you have? I had the bonus alien design. And this is the, mm. the alien that got dropped in, the first one that they find clues to. And that's the one that has the bugs crawling out of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. And as soon as you see it, you know it's one of those designs where you're like, "Oh, I want to know more about that thing," hmm. because it's clearly sentient, right? Yeah, uh, much more so than like the dogs that you see and all that. Yeah. So I'm gonna and give a shout the other out to that thing
0: that's like tall and lanky.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one not have. A, I think that's the one that I'm was talking to. Generic. Wait, which one? Wait, that's the one you're talking about. Which one do you think I'm talking about?
0: Oh, yeah. I see. I thought that one was more generic. I
1: like the dogs more. Uh, I did like the dogs But I I wanted to know more about this thing That has bugs crawling in and out of it Mm -hmm. Like That seems so interesting to me Yeah Your generic one is the one I like Um, I got you All right, what's your bonus award?
0: (laughs) My bonus award is the Danny Trejo award uh, And that goes to Danny (laughs) Trejo For being Danny Trejo So uh, Here's to you Danny Trejo you received the Danny Trejo Award for being Danny Trejo.
1: He's one of those actors that does the same role every time, and I don't mind. <laughs> I don't know why. I love it. I absolutely love it.
0: Uh, no, it I was, uh, I like the cast of this movie. You've got a blend of character actors, kind of B-listers, and some really heavy hitters uh, as well, some up-and-comers. This yeah. is, it's a unique cast, so so I like this cast quite a bit. Um, final thoughts and tiered rating Alex. Um, I'll, I'll start. Oh, okay. I'll start. We like to end a little bit more positive. I think you're slightly more positive than I am on this one. So I'll start. <laughs> uh, this is a upper gamma film for me. Uh, there's so much that I enjoyed in this movie. I thought the premise was completely unique. We haven't seen anything like this really. Um, Nothing like this premise, ever. Uh, There's some similarities to some other films that I've seen, but nothing quite like this, and not with the Predator franchise. You mentioned some of the lore stuff that I didn't even pick up on. but I think that adds another layer to it. Um, It really adds to the franchise as a whole. The cast completely works for me, as I said. There are a couple heavy-handed moments. There are a couple storylines that don't quite click, but other than that, I think this is a solid entry into the Predator franchise. And as a standalone Predator film, it's got to be close to the top, um, even if it doesn't get all the way there. So this is an upper tier camera film for me, mm. for sure. For sure, Alex.
1: So it would. Would you say that? Where in your predator ranking is this? Is it just below the original?
0: Yeah, I think it's. I think it's just below the original. It's probably on the same tier, same plane as prey. I have to. I have to consider prey again. Um, I might have to come back around to prey once I finish the series up, Alex, mm. because yeah. I, prey was the first film that we started with since so it was kind of a new release. Um, and it was really the first. Full Predator film, I think I'd ever seen. So, I might have to come back around and reconsider Prey again. Now that I've seen the entire franchise, or after I've seen the entire mm-hmm. franchise, yeah,
1: I'm definitely rewatching it again uh, for our recap when we do wrap oh, yeah, up this series. Good. I'm gonna ra- watch watch it again and really dig my teeth into it. But uh, yeah, I guess that leaves with me. Um, yeah, this one is a Godzilla tier for me. I, you know, there, I, I agree with you about. Uh, Brody's dialogue, especially early on Is rough I do like that the callbacks in here Are not ham-fisted in a way That I'm like rolling my eyes I actually mm-hmm. liked them um, You know, Brody has a couple lines of dialogue That are Schwarzeneggers um, But they don't play off that way Which I really appreciate uh, Unlike Alien vs. Predator like Where they jam those references in In just the worst way <laughs> Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, that's true. But I really like the the callbacks here. But really, it, at the end of the day, I think it really comes down to the characters for me. And just how all their stories and mysteries are laid there and not just completely exposed. Um, actually, I'm okay with Fishburne. Li- his limited availability, I guess, <laughs> in this movie. Uh, I do wish we got a little more out of him towards the end. And... I actually like the, the little serial killer storyline there with Topher Grace's character. I think it's a nice little little turn, but it's kind of like you said. It is a little ham-fisted with a man. It's a real monster type deal. Um, but I really like it, and I think the ending is kind of perfectly fine. You know, I, I don't think we have to have another movie to be satisfied because no. I think this is good. Mm-hmm. No,
0: I agree with you. Alex, next week we watch Prometheus and it is Prometheus and it is a prequel. Will it have no equal or will we need a
1: sequel? Alright, yeah. Yeah, Prometheus. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I didn't think about this one at all. Oh, this is a tough one. Yeah, so Prometheus is... is <laughs> Does it have more? Is the storytelling about as good as BVS and Butthead? Or <laughs> is this a, a high mark for the franchise? Oh, wow. I made myself. I, I give up. I'm tapping out on this one. It was, it was, it was a good run, everybody. <laughs> You know, you know it's bad. Whenever I just hear the pause from you after I came up, yeah, I, I, there's like I, I couldn't run Prometheus, and then I tried to rhyme franchise, <laughs> and I'm like, well, oh, there we go. That's it. It's over.
0: <laughs> As always, thank you for listening to Monsters Versus Men. You can leave us feedback on this episode at nvmpod.com or email us at nvmpod@gmail.com, at and we'll read that feedback. On the show, you can follow us and message us on Twitter and Instagram at MVM underscore pod. Become a bargain base mate at patreon.com forward slash MVM pod to receive weekly bonus content, including special reviews, interviews, and this week's host chat. If you can't join at this time, it's cool. A review or a share always helps. Monster versus Men is brought to you by Alex Cornette. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Basir, Christopher Clavero, John Freeman, and and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma, rock band for PlayStation 3, which forms cell block B. Louis Loops, Senor Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time,
1: don't forget your helmet that gives you invisibility when you're fleeing (laughs) a murder scene. (laughs) And try try to to stay stay alive. alive. Mafia, wake up, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. I'm tapping out on this one It was, it was a good run everybody